0: Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Could you imagine being at your college graduation and the commencement speaker, who is normally boring, by the way, announces that they are going to pay off the student loan debt of every graduating senior? that's exactly what happened this weekend at my alma mater, Morehouse College, when the richest black man in America shocked the audience and did just that. I want to unpack and explain the power of what Robert F. Smith did at Morehouse, but then we'll pivot to the plans that several politicians have released to actually do the same thing for everybody with student loans. It's an idea that I think we should all get behind, and today I'll tell you why. And I'll close with my quick thoughts on a white man named Grady Wayne Wilkes. You won't see the story on the national news, but early this morning, he shot three police officers and killed another. Of course, he was taken in alive. Let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to the, the, the Breakdown. The Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. On this past Sunday, Robert F. Smith, who is one of the most successful investors in the world and the richest black man in America, was the commencement speaker at Morehouse College. Now, if you didn't already know, I'm a proud graduate of Morehouse, and my time there as a student and as a leader really changed my life. It's literally the only university for black men in the entire world. And we brag because brilliant black men like Martin Luther King Jr. and Spike Lee, they graduated from Morehouse. But the truth is, Morehouse has produced thousands of black teachers and doctors and lawyers and businessmen and activists and leaders that now do good work all over the world. And there's no place like it. As a student there, you could go years and years without experiencing racism. It's an incubator. It's a cocoon that really allows you to grow. It's completely free of police brutality, and it's free of the systems and structures of mass incarceration. Now, it's not perfect, but it was a refuge for me, and it's been a refuge for tens of thousands of other young black men since 1867. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again, I don't know if you'd even know me right now had I not attended Morehouse. It's where I became a leader. It's where I became a speaker. It's where my painful wounds from my childhood began to heal. And I was just excited for students to be able to hear from Robert F. Smith. Quietly, he's one of the most generous men in the country, and he cares deeply about civil rights and human rights and justice. He's told me so himself, but I know what he does behind the scenes and he supports so many people and organizations that are doing good. And so I was excited that students would just get to hear from him. I was excited that he'd be receiving an honorary degree from the college. But it's this moment that I'm about to play for you where he announces that his family foundation is going to pay off all of the student loan debt Of every graduating senior, it's that moment that I want to play for you right now. Nobody in the audience, including the college president and the staff, nobody had any idea that this moment was coming. Here it is. The the breakdown. On behalf of the eight generations of my family who have been in this country, we're going to put a little fuel in your bus. Now, I've got the alumni over there, and this is a challenge to you, alumni. This is my class, 2019. And my family is making a grant to eliminate their student loans. And just like that, he canceled $40 million in student loan debt for the graduates of Morehouse College. He changed their lives forever. Those young men will walk into what's next with little to no debt. And I had a chance to talk with Robert briefly yesterday, and he said that he wants to measure and prove how having no student loan debt impacts these students and their outcomes, what it will mean for them to basically walk into adulthood virtually debt-free. How will it impact their performance, not just up against other Morehouse students and graduates like myself, who have a ton of student loan debt, but against society in general? And that's a perfect place for me to break down the student loan crisis in this country. Break it down. Right now, Americans have over one point six trillion dollars in student loan debt. That's trillion with a T. That number is about a year old, and some say that we're actually about to cross $2 trillion in student loan debt. Now, that's more than any nation in the world. In fact, dozens of developed countries around the world don't even have student loans because college is paid for by the government. Hundreds of thousands of borrowers in the United States right now currently have payments that are past due and estimates are that 10 million american student loan borrowers are currently in default on their student loans 10 million the debt is so much that they just can't keep up and as a result those 10 million americans they can't buy a home they'll struggle to even rent a house because of the impact of a defaulted loan on your credit report. Just 15 years ago, right now we're about to have $2 trillion in student loans. Just 15 years ago, the number was $400 billion. Right now we're at nearly $2 trillion and it's quadrupled in just 15 years. It's skyrocketing. And I'm too embarrassed to even say out loud how much student loan debt my wife and I have It's an outrageous amount, and many of you are struggling with it just as we are. And of course, student loan debt impacts students of color as well as students who come from low-income and even middle-income families the most. Ninety percent of African-American students require student loans to attend college, 90 percent. And they frequently take out the entire amount of tuition, room, and board all in loans to attend. But for white students, that number plummets from 90% all the way down to 58% that even require student loans to attend college. 42% of white students don't have any student loans in college. And even the 58% that do take out a drastically smaller amount of loans than their black peers. So when Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders announced plans to make public education completely tuition-free and to tax the super-rich to eliminate the majority of student loan debt, I'm paying attention. Not just because that number includes me, but because it includes the majority of you listening right now. And eliminating and forgiving student loan debt, it's not a black idea. It's not reparations. But listen to me. It helps black and Latino students and graduates really more than it does anybody else. And it's these types of smart plans that we all need to support and endorse and get behind. And not just from presidential candidates, but we need to begin demanding that corporations have student loan forgiveness programs for their employees. States need to have student loan forgiveness programs for people who pledge to stay and work in that state. We need a student loan forgiveness bonanza in this nation because it's going to take every bit of that plus a massive federal plan to even begin reversing the trend because it's absolutely out of control. And speaking about out of control, let me close today with one final story for us. It's the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, break it down now. Early this morning, a young white man named Grady Wayne Wilkes shot three police officers in Alabama. One of them just died, and the two others are in serious condition. And then he got away. Police were originally called to his house for a domestic disturbance, and on social media, I posted a previous mugshot of his First, to shine a light on the fact that almost every American police officer who's shot and killed is shot and killed by white men. Just like most mass shootings and most school shootings and most domestic terrorist attacks. Yet conservatives want us to think that it's black men killing the police and Muslims and Arab Americans leading all the school shootings and terrorist attacks. And those things, of course, are just lies. It's a form of deflection. But right after I posted the mugshot of Grady Wayne Wilkes, hundreds of people immediately commented on the post that it was only a matter of time before he was taken in alive by police. And sure enough, just a few hours after I posted his mugshot, he was armed and dangerous, having just shot three cops and killed one. Police took him in alive. And I'll close today with an important thought that I have to share. For years... Years and years, I thought that police needed more training on how not to use lethal force. But what we see over and over and over again is that they know how to arrest people without using lethal force. They do it almost every day with heavily armed white men who just murdered people. What we see is that the police simply pick and choose who to use this training with. They pick and choose who to have restraint with. They pick and choose who to be patient with. And what we know is that they seem to be picking right down racial lines. And listen to police officers and people in the law enforcement community. I'm not asking you to shoot Grady Wayne Wilkes and kill him. Arrest that man and give him justice. What we're asking for is for you to treat people of color like you treat your armed white mass murderers every single day. Break it down. Thank you all for making it all the way through this episode of the Breakdown. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we need you to subscribe. Because we'll be right back here every single weekday. We'll be right back here tomorrow breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps like Apple podcast or Spotify or Castbox or whatever podcast app you use. Please share this podcast with your friends and family because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers and we're just not going to get there without you. Also, have you left a review yet? On Apple Podcasts, we now have over 7,000 five-star reviews, but we're aiming for 10,000. So we still want to hear from you, so please leave your best review when you get some time. Of course, thank you to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love and appreciate each of you so very much. And if you love this podcast and you want to support our work or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, We'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community, and you can do that at thenorthstar.com. There we not only have our podcast, but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout-out to our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, for their hard work on this in every episode. Take care, everybody.